0: So I want to tell you about an event that is going to take place in a few days from now right here in this room. I'm going to use a word that we use for COVID-19. And we're tired of hearing it, but it is a word to describe this event. It's going to be unprecedented. Unprecedented, right? This event that's happening in this room on Wednesday is 100 pastors are gathering from every region in New Hampshire... From three streams of Christianity, in other words, we believe in the Bible that Jesus is the Lord and Savior, rose from the grave, Um, so it's going to be the main line, evangelical and the charismatics, we fall in the charismatic category, (laughs) somebody somebody did a little hoot there, yes, we are charismatic, so we we hoot a little bit. (laughs) Uh, So there will be Anglicans and Catholics and uh, the Baptists and the Pentecostals, we're all gathering in this room. Now, by the way, when I get a little choked up and emotional, somebody, somebody told me, it's like, first of all, don't apologize. Second of all, you need to tell them what that is. So it's not like I'm a super emotional guy, but when the Spirit of God is moving in me, <laughs> that's where it brings an emotion. So just want to let you know. It's, I am stable. with <laughs> the Spirit of God in me. But this, this thing that is happening is we're beginning to have a conversation around... What would it look like to reach the state of New Hampshire for Jesus? What would it look like for us to work together? So, today I'm going to talk about the kind of prayer that unifies and expands our influence because this event didn't happen because all of a sudden it was somebody's great idea. This event has happened because for years people have been praying that the church would be unified. And now we're starting to see God do something new. So, okay, I'm back together. For those of you who don't know who I am, I am Mark Warren. I'm one of the pastors at Grace Capital Church. And we're here to help you get ready to meet Jesus face to face. And we do that by what? Reaching the lost, caring for the least, and training the found. Okay. Okay. So Jesus had this pretty impressive prayer in John 17, and and this is what people have been praying, and it is a season for us, because not only should you care that there's pastors gathering together, I believe for every single one of you, whether you're in college, whether you're in high school, whether at your workplaces, ages or stages, whether you're retired or not, God is moving in a way because his spirit resides inside of you. And so what he is asking us to do is to be in unison around some few simple things. And today that's what we're talking about, that, that we're talking about the prayer which Jesus modeled for us will either, it will bring unity and it will pray and we'll pray to enlarge our borders, pray to bring unity and to enlarge our borders. So Jesus prayed this unifying prayer in John seventeen twenty three. it says this, and you'll see it on the screen. It's a very lengthy prayer, but, um, but kind of three-quarters of the way through it, he says this. I in them, Jesus, this is meaning Jesus, I in them and you in me. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one. Can you say perfectly one? Perfectly one. So that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. This idea of perfectly one is for a purpose. And this is what I'm saying. Everybody who's watching, listening online, I'm glad you, for our home churches. Uh, can we just give a big round of applause for our home church so they know our love for them? Our home churches, you guys are gathered together. But, but this one is for a reason. This pastor's gathering is for a reason so that the world may know who Jesus is. And so as you are thinking about your workplace, being in college, this idea of gathering with like-minded people that would pray together, expecting God to move in and through you to see his kingdom come to earth. So prayer unites our families. Prayer secures our marriages. Prayer brings uh, unity to our churches. Prayer tears down boundaries. Prayer keeps our focus on the right things. Prayer protects us from the enemy. And this kind of prayer, when we pray this way, you will begin to see Jesus move through our lives. So the interesting thing, that how Jesus prays, he prays that we are in each other and we're one, right? Jesus says, as I am in you, you're in me. Uh, there's a scripture that reminds me of that. It says, we're, in Ecclesiastes 4.12, it says, um. A man might prevail against one who is alone. Two will withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So there's talking about this power of this unity. So this three strand cord, he's talking about a rope. You know, so if you have three strands in a rope, I would say this. It's you, point to your neighbor and say you you, and point to yourself say, me, Amen. and then point up and say, God, God. that three-strand cord is pretty powerful. Amen. And in Matthew 18, 20, it says, where there, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among you. That's why our nights of prayer at the church have been so powerful. Now, yes, you can pray by yourself, and God is with you. But there's something when you say you and me, were coming together and putting God in the center, that God does something in agreement, in agreement with each other. I would encourage those who are in high schools, those who are in middle schools, those who are in college to find the you and me Find another believer on your campus. Find another believer um, in your school and say, guess what? You and me, we're gonna gather some point in time during the day or during the week and we're going to pray together. And I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna be praying here in a moment because I think God, the season that we're in, God is wanting us to pray this prayer that we're gonna share in a moment. See, prayer begins to take the territory back that Satan has stolen. See, God had created our universe. He created this world to be in perfect unity, in harmony with Him. This was the way He created the garden and uh, and put Adam and Eve in it. And then through sin, uh, gave permission for the enemy to bring uh, destruction. We know His His job. John ten ten to kill, steal, and destroy is What the enemy wants to do, but we are going to be on the offensive through prayer and we're going to take back what the enemy has stolen. Anybody okay with that? That's right. We're going to do this. We're going to take back our marriages. We're going to take back our relationships. We're going to take back our children. We're going to bring back the lost. We're going to bring back the broken. We're going to bring back the hurting into the family of God where they can heal and be loved. And we're going to bring people to Jesus where they can find peace in their life. See, our our focus of prayer needs to be about this. Our focus in prayer is to see the kingdom of God expand. If you're taking notes right now, this is an important thing you can write down, to see the kingdom of God expand. I think sometimes we've we've gotten trapped into the thinking that we just need to pray for ourselves. Nothing wrong with that. But the purpose, even when Jesus in his priestly prayer, he says, Father, I and you and you and me is so that the world, perfectly one, so that the world will see who I am. And to see the love that you have for your creation. So our purpose of prayer for this season really needs to be praying that your territory would be enlarged. That the kingdom would be established on earth. That we will take back the territories that the enemy has taken. So there's a really obscure prayer in 1 Chronicles from this obscure guy called Jabez. Jabez. You would know, um, you probably would know this, this prayer, but I, I, as I was praying, I felt like the Lord was, was re-bringing this to my attention and saying, this is the season for this kind of prayer. So Jabez, who is Jabez? We don't know much about him, but he was, uh, he was born, and when he was, obviously he was born, right? He's, he was alive, so he's born. Great job, Mark. Way to make a strong point there. <laughs> When he was born, he caused his mother an incredible amount of pain. And actually, that's why his name is Jabez. That's one thing we know about him. The other thing we know about him is the Bible says that he was more honorable than all of his brothers. So he has some brothers, but he's more honorable than them. And we know that he longed to be used by God, and he desired a close relationship with him. Okay, so that's actually all we know about this Jabez. But he prays this powerful prayer. 1 Chronicles 4.10, you'll see it on your screen. Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my borders and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm. And then it goes on to say, so that I might not bring, that I might not bring pain. Or that I, it says, so that I might not bring, so it may not bring me pain. Here we go. I got it. And God granted what he asked. And God granted what he asked. So interesting, first of all, he says, God bless me, which is, which is now you can talk about that, right? We can say there's a, there's a prayer that you can pray about yourself, but the blessing is not just for you. It's so that your territory, your border can expand, all right, I'm going to break down this prayer real quick for us um, in these last 10 minutes. Here we go. So Jay, number one, Jabez asks God to bless him. If you're taking notes, great point number one of this prayer. Jabez asks God to bless him. So it's not wrong to ask God's favor, but what the favor is for is to be a blessing for others and so, so people can begin to see God working in and through your life. Anybody want to be blessed around here by God? Absolutely. It's okay. To ask for God's blessing, but it's not so you can get more selfish. <laughs> it's so that others can see a great God who loves you. Okay, number two, he asks God to enlarge his territory or increase his responsibility. So this is to expand the kingdom of God. It is not, let me just tell you what it's not. It's not, hey, increase my bank account so I can buy more stuff. It's that Or enlarge my business, God, So, enlarge my business. God. There's nothing wrong with resources and success, but enlarge my business so more people will know you, Jesus. Enlarge my bank account so more people, I can be more generous so more people can know you. Enlarge my compassion so I can love with greater capacity so more people will know you, Jesus. Enlarge, enlarge, right? So it's the enlarge for what? The what is so more people will know who Jesus is. So it's okay to say, God, increase my business. God, increase my influence. God, increase my whatever, whatever your territory is. But remember, the increasing the territory is to take back what the enemy has stolen. So as you are in school, as you are in your workplaces, your eyes are now focused because you're connected with God through prayer, right? You begin to see what God sees and you begin to act with compassion and you begin to say, hey, you found somebody who all of a sudden got in a rough spot um, and they need a little help and financially God's blessed you and so you step in the gap and say, hey, by the way, that's not from me. That's from God who's blessed me and he wants to let you know how much he loves you. Yeah, imagine if the church was functioning that way, which it is, but it's going to increase in in its activity of those ways. Number three, he prays that God will be with him and stays close to him. I think it's like the other way around. We know that God is with us and stays close with us. I think he's reminding himself to stay close to God. Right? So often do we wander, we get distracted in life, and we wander off and, and God is, well, Jabez is saying, I just want to stay close to you. I want to stay close to you. And I would say with the, with the Holy Spirit's empowerment, that's why I so believe that we need to ask for the Holy Spirit's infilling daily. Ask Holy Spirit. By the way, as a Christian, that's, you have the Spirit of God dwelling inside of you. Right, The same spirit, we talked about this often The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead Lives in you You can do all the things that Jesus did On this earth And then he says, he prays Oh, let me, number four He says, let me not um, Let me not get hurt in this So he, there's, a, there's a sense that he knows The danger of praying this prayer And he's saying, oh, let me not get hurt and let me not cause pain. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's thinking back because his name actually reminds him of the pain he caused his mom in childbirth. And he's realizing that he does not also want to cause anybody hurt or pain, but he's also asking the Lord, say, God, if I can just not find pain in this, please. So he's kind of vulnerable uh, of this kind of prayer. But I believe this is the prayer that he's asking us to do right now is to enlarge our borders, to enlarge our borders. I guess I would ask this question of you in Luke 22, verse 42. This is Jesus before his crucifixion, the Mount of Olives. And he says this in his prayer. When actually he kind of gets mad at his disciples because he's going off and praying, and not too far away, his disciples are with him and they fall asleep. And she's like, "Come on, can you just not like pray with me? I need your prayer with me." But they fall asleep. But anyways, this is what Jesus says, and I I'm going to challenge all of us today, every single one watching online and in this room, are we willing to pray this prayer? Not my will but your will, God, be done. Can you just say that to myself and, like, as a prayer? Not my will. Not my will, but your will be done. Wow, I mean, if we mean it, if we mean it, first of all, that means your life is not about you. And if you really mean it, it also means, God, what do you have purposed for my life? that I walk in obedience to that. Not my will, not what I want to do in life, not what I want to spend my money on, not what I want to get my education for, but God, what is your purpose in that? And what are you doing in and through my life that I might see my, the territory that you want me to have influence over grow take back the territory that the enemy has used for his kingdom and bring it back into the kingdom of God. Practically speaking, I'd also like to go on a personal level. Does does your marriage need to be enlarged to look more like the kingdom of God? Do your relationships also need to be enlarged to look more like the kingdom of God. See, when you say the kingdom of God, you have to kind of go back to say, what was it like at the Garden of Eden when there wasn't broken relationships, pain and hurt, disease? And then we begin to say, because Jesus prayed that prayer, you know, it's like the Lord's prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Does your past need to be healed so your future can be enlarged? Are there people who don't know know Jesus who need to be added to the kingdom of God? And uh, this is a season where God is exponentially going to be using you to bring people to Christ. And by the way, it's not necessarily bringing them to church. It's bringing them to Jesus. Now, we know we function as a family at church, but I also believe that God's going to shift. We already heard that in uh, the prophetic vision that he's going to do something differently. So don't just think, hey, my job is just to invite somebody to church. Invite them to know Jesus. <laughs> That's going to be what is going to change their life. Now, if they want to be connected to a family which will help them grow to understand what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus, Absolutely. But I'm wondering today, would you pray this prayer with me? I'm going to put it up on uh, the screen, and I'm going to ask you to stand, and I'm going to ask you to that we'll say this prayer in unison in closing. It's this prayer. So if you'd stand right now, well, oh, unfortunately, that last line got a little bit cut off. Let me tell you what that last line says. Not bring me pain, and God grant me what I ask. Okay, God grant me what I ask. Okay, so we say it together on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. And God grant me what I ask. Contemplate those words for a moment. You've now prayed this prayer in unison. So talk about unity. Where two or three are gathered, he is there with us. And Jesus said, make them one, perfectly one, so that people would know who Jesus is. Welcome to Church Online, my name is Pastor Mark and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road, we just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church and this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device, we want to say, Invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.